Welcome to the Everyday Vacation Podcast. My name is MJ Gordon, minimalist entrepreneur and lifestyle coach, and I'll be sharing with you resources, people, and messages to help you create more balance and energy so you can live life on your terms. Thank you for being here with me today. Let's get the vacation vibes rolling. I want to talk to you about why you may not be healing from chronic or adrenal fatigue. A lot of you guys come to me, you have this issue, you're going through the motions, and while you feel some relief or some sort of restoration, there comes this point where you can reach a plateau. And there are three main reasons that I want to cover today as to why you are possibly not continuing to recover completely. And hopefully these things will help you identify what blocks are standing in your way. So the first thing that you may not be doing in order to heal completely is you may not be letting go of your performance obligations. These are your self-expectations that you have in order to show up the way that you expect yourself to show up. And while you're doing some of the things, right, like you're getting the sleep, you're taking time to relax, you're reorganizing your diet and trying to remove some of the stuff in your life that's weighing you down, if you don't get rid of that mental stress, that mental stimulation that keeps you going and and at this angst to say like, I gotta show up or I gotta push myself a little bit more or I gotta be a certain way, then that actually promotes more fatigue, that promotes your mind to stay in fight or flight so that your sympathetic nervous system is constantly exercised. And here's the thing, you are a resilient person, okay? This adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue, it's not a light thing. This is very difficult to go through. And I think the most difficult part about it is the fact that you look normal, you seem normal. And so on the outside, people expect you to stay the same. And so in that, you expect yourself to show up the way that you've always been, and it can feel a little bit off-putting or a little bit not like yourself to say, you know what, I got to leave early, or I got to say no, or I got to pass. But these these things are so important to also let go of, to remove from your life, not just the clutter, not just the stuff that's obvious, like the toxic friends or toxic conversations. Instead of just removing these things, you have to identify what additionally you have to remove, albeit temporarily, but you have to temporarily remove a little bit extra so that you have a little bit extra to rest, recover, and restore. The next thing you may not be doing is you haven't fully embraced a recovery lifestyle. So you've found one or two or a few things that you were able to get excited about, implement. It's improved some things a little bit, but if you're feeling this sort of ebb and flow where you're not actually making distinct progress steps forward, this means that you haven't looked at your entire life as a whole. And there's a reason that this process is it's kind of a linear process and is also a whole puzzle piece process because you're trying to rebuild the foundation that you are sitting upon both physically, but also mentally and emotionally. So if you're going through the motions and you're saying, okay, I'm allowing myself to sleep in, I'm allowing myself to say no. And at the same time, there's this resistance And you're like, okay, well, I am lying down, I'm relaxing, but there's the but, right? But it's okay if I do this while watching 
you know, shows all day or scrolling on social media or, you know, implementing all of the sleep hygiene, but I'm not getting to bed early consistently. And so the lack of consistency, the lack of really embracing that recovery lifestyle as if it's your priority, as if it is the total thing and only trying to pick apart piece by piece, like the main things that you think are going to help you improve and move forward could be the very thing that's holding you back. Because the truth is when you're sick, let's pretend that you are actually ill, your body's fighting a a sickness off. Most of us that feel sick, we're doing anything and everything we can to recover, right? I don't know about you, but for me, I am like, let me get some silver. Let me start juicing. Let me stop eating sugar. Let me rest. Let me up my water. Let me get better sleep. Let me just like do anything and everything that I possibly can to recover. And when you do this, you're not stressed about it because we've all been sick. We all know that we are going to recover. We'll get over the cold. We'll get over the flu. It only feels bad for a little bit, but we're also ready to move forward and live our life. So we take those couple days or that week, depending on how sick we are, to really put everything else on the back burner and to focus on getting ourselves better. Well, here's the thing. When you've been dealing with chronic or adrenal fatigue for a long time, it feels like you don't have time to recover for God knows how long, right? Like most of us know that when we're sick, within about a week or so or less, we're going to feel a lot better. And the process is very comfortable to us because we're familiar with it. When it comes to chronic fatigue, we don't know. There are too many variables that uh, are incorporated and that affect how our body perceives and responds to stress. So in a way, there's this balancing act that has to go on. You have to be able to still pay your bills, go to work, take care of things. At the same time, put as many things that are not as important or as immediate on the back burner so that you can focus on rest and recovery. This is so important because if it's your number one priority, like it is when you get sick, then you're giving your body the best possible chance that it needs to be supported to help you recover. Another reason that you could not be recovering is you don't actually know what's going on. So you feel fatigued and this lifestyle for recovery helps. And some of the things that we talk about here help, but for whatever reason you're stuck. And this was me for like 10 years. I had really good awareness of health and fitness. I had a really stress-free lifestyle. I knew how to meditate. I managed my ADHD well, despite not knowing, you know, being really aware that that was like a, a big deal, you know, in the way that my mental capacity process, I had a really healthy diet. And so there are all these things that I was doing really well, but until I was able to specifically identify what was causing the fatigue, and even still, after noticing that it was not creating cortisol in my body, and this is the reasons why, X, Y, and Z, and here's the process that I have to move through, even after I got my blood work done and I was fully recovered and hormonally my body was balanced again, I still felt fatigued. So upon further testing, and this is why in both Level Up and Everyday Vacation, we talk about make sure you get tested from these specific doctors, these specific tests, not just your general practitioner. You need these specifications because after I was fully recovered, I realized how allergic I am to everything, both environmentally and the food. The food was impressive because the top foods on my list are eggs, both egg yolk and egg whites and then gluten. If I would have guessed, I would have guessed that I was sensitive to dairy and refined sugars. But once I was able to identify the actual specifics and I was actually allergic to dogs and cats, 
So upon the doctor's suggestion, I removed the dogs from my room, got a HEPA filter. I did all these things that I thought were completely irrelevant. And that's when things changed around for me. So I spent all these years going through recovery, getting positive blood tests, and I was still feeling foggy. And until I was able to identify these specific things, it was, it was one of those things where I had no idea what was still holding me down. So to this day, it's a practice of mine when I feel anything. It's not about being a hypochondriac, right? We're not talking about stressing out about everything, but it's just this constant progress. It's almost like going to the gym. I always talk about like you need to go to multiple gyms, not just like the physical one where you're building muscle and losing weight and staying healthy, but also the one that is your financial gym. You need to go to an emotional gym. You have to go on a physical wellness gym. And what I mean by gym is that you're exercising, you're practicing to get better so that these areas of your life improve. And it's crazy that we only look at things oftentimes in, you know, culturally that we want to improve aesthetically or materially or, you know, tangibly. And then we look on, look at how to get those results in the fastest way possible. But the truth is the things that we want, the things that we actually need, the things that make us thrive, feel fulfilled, be happy, and just live an awesome life, those are the things that take consistency over time. So it's your physical gym, your wellness gym, your mental gym, your emotional gym, your financial gym, all these areas that are super important to you because they create the foundation for living an absolutely fulfilled and optimized life is something that needs to be on the docket regularly. And by regularly, if not daily, at the very minimum, weekly. So at this point, it's like, I've had all this progress through recovery. And at at that point of going through that recovery, I knew it was like the only the tip of the iceberg. Like I knew there was so much more. So once you get there, right, like it's kind of like when you go to the gym and you lift and you get strong enough, then it's kind of like, okay, now what can I do? Like, how can I continue to improve? How can I continue to stay physically fit, to keep my muscles strong? But a lot of times, once people get to that, like, the external results, like that reward that you want, and a lot, you know, for the physical gym, it's aesthetic, right? Like, I look good, I feel great in my body. But then there's that next step, oftentimes, that people take it where it's, well, how do I make sure that I'm healthy? Like, longevity wise? How do I make sure I'm really taking care of this body? Because not only do I appreciate this performance, but I want this performance and I want the way that I feel to last for a long period of time. So when it comes to your inner wellness and all the other areas we discuss, it's so important to make sure that once you get to the spot where it's like, okay, now I feel great. I'm recovered. What else am I missing? You know, what else can I do to improve this journey even more? And it's just, I just, I share this story with you because it's amazing how much further you have to go. Not in a bad way, but from that point where you start to feel really good and really comfortable, there is still so much better that you can feel. And that's so inspiring because it's good to know that it's not just A or B, black or white. Like you can feel good here and you can continue to improve that good feeling and that health and that resilience even more. So I hope this episode has helped you. If any one of these three applied to you, or if you think I'm missing some, don't forget to DM me, comment something, let me know, let the community know. And I thank you so much for being here and allowing me to be part of your journey. I look forward to seeing you next time.